Hi, and welcome to More Confidence with Luna Gaia. I am your host, Lenaria, and in this podcast, we talk all things self love, confidence, self esteem. How do you overcome negative thoughts? How do you feel about yourself and your body image? I dive into all of these topics because I live and breathe them. I'm a coach, speaker, healer, and NLP practitioner. And here at More Confidence with Luna Gaia, I am passionate about delivering as much possible information that I can to you to help you to come back into wholeness and remember that you are love. I hope that you enjoy this show and get so much value out of it. If you do, please feel welcome to share the love with somebody else. Leave me a comment, leave me a rating, and you can follow me on any of the social medias. I'm on practically all of them. Let's get stuck into today's episode. Self-love is tricky. Self-esteem, self-worth, they're all things that require our attention. And they are things that are cultivated over a period of time. And not only cultivated once, but cultivated again and again and again. There is something that needs our attention on a regular basis. Kind of like showering, I guess. You can't just shower once and expect to smell clean for the rest of your life. (laughs) You kind of got to do it more regularly. And working on our self-esteem and self-love is exactly the same. I'm a type 1 diabetic. And as you may or may not know, based on my other episodes, I am six months pregnant. It's not my baby. And it is my first time I've ever had a pregnancy. And I am being a surrogate. Now, that's aside, check out my last episode in order to get some more details about what that's all about. But I wanted to share with you how important it is to have a really strong foundation of self-esteem and how even when we do have a really strong foundation of self-esteem, we can still waver. We can still wobble. We still have moments where it's hard, where I have to dig really deep. And I'm saying I because I have had these moments in my life just today. Actually, in the last two days, I have been dragged over the coals in many different aspects. I've been criticized and judged for the way in which I've posted on social media. I have been criticized and judged and used some of my own personal feelings against me in an argument. I have had experiences at the doctors recently where I have been working towards a certain goal with my diabetes control for the last six months, thinking that I was in range for 75 to 80% of the time, only for them to tell me that it's the wrong range we've been working towards, and I suck, (laughs) effectively. You know, they bang on and told me that, you know, what I'm doing isn't good enough and making assumptions about what I'm eating or what I'm not eating and really spent a lot of time telling me all the things that I'm doing wrong. I'm a recovering people pleaser. I don't know if you know that about me. I'm a recovering people pleaser and I'm a recovering perfectionist. So when I walk into an authority kind of situation and there's a doctor standing in front of me telling me that I'm not doing a good job, not only am I not pleasing the doctor, but I'm also not perfect. And it triggers a whole bunch of old feelings of low self-esteem within me. It triggers me to feel like I'm not enough, that I'm a failure, that, that that who I am is unworthy. 
I want you to notice the difference in my language here compared to maybe other ways in which I speak. An external circumstance happened, a series of external circumstances happened, and my self-worth took a knock. I took it personally. I took it to mean that because my results weren't good, because I didn't perform well enough, that somehow that meant that I wasn't good enough. How many of us out there do this? How many of us out there take criticism, take feedback, take performance or results as a personal attack on whether or not we're good enough? I'm going to fashion a guest and say a whole bunch of you, a whole bunch of us. It's pretty well ingrained in us from a child that, you know, when we do something right, someone says good girl or good boy. When we do something not so great, they tell us that, that we're bad. Rather than the behavior, the action or the result being the bad thing, we become the bad thing. So when we don't get the result, when we've hurt somebody, when we aren't performing very well in a specific area in our life, it's really easy to think that it's because we are bad. Now, how do we differentiate between the two? (laughs) Well, this is where the solid self-esteem and self-worth comes into it, right? Because I had to remind myself, and I still continue to remind myself today, that I'm worthy irrelevant. If I get, quote, bad results with the diabetes, and that, quote, results in a big baby or a dangerous situation for myself or the baby, which is, considering my results, they're not actually bad. It's just that they need me to be better. It's very unlikely that those things are going to happen. They may or may not, but irrelevant irrelevant if if I have done bad doesn't mean that I am bad. This is the difference between shame and guilt. The work of Brene Brown talks about this quite significantly. Shame means I am bad. Guilt is I've done something bad. Guilt, you know, we have that capacity to change something. When we feel guilty, and I don't necessarily mean feeling over guilty, I just mean Like, oh, cool, I recognize that I did something bad and I feel regret and I want to do something different. It's much more powerful emotion than shame. Shame lives in the dark. Shame is I'm bad. I have done this. I'm awful. I'm awful because I have done this. Not, you know what, I'm still a good person and I'm doing my best and maybe I can make some tweaks or adjustments and do something different and take the feedback on board. Sure. But it does not change who I am. It does not change whether or not I'm valuable. I want you to think about this for just a second. Have you ever met a baby? A baby, a brand new being into the world, either met or know of or can possibly think of any baby in the world that's unworthy. You might say unworthy of what, but just unworthy in general. Is any baby not good enough? Now, some of you might be thinking, well, there could be. And I had a client conversation the other day who was like, yeah, well, maybe. And as we unraveled the belief, it came to the realization that it was more about the parent, that you might feel that way. Babies are born inherently worthy. 
And hey, I'd love to hear your feedback on this. Do you think that they're not? (laughs) Is there possibly any baby that is born inherently unworthy of existence, of love, of feeling valuable? Most of us can sit there and go, every baby is valuable. Every newborn creature that comes into the world, you know, from a physical human point of view, didn't come in by choice. Maybe from a spiritual point of view, depending on a belief, we came in by choice. But that baby in the physical point of view did not come in by choice. It is just here, it is just existing. And how on earth could that baby be unworthy? So then I ask you, when does that baby stop being worthy? If every baby that is born, you are one of them by the way, is inherently worthy, when did you stop being worthy? At what point does a baby stop being worthy? Is it when they become a child? Well, and is any child unworthy? Not really. Think about it. Even if their behaviours are bad, even if you disagree, even if they're being a brat or they're shitting all over you (laughs) physically and metaphysically, are they not still worthy? So at what point do we change over? At what point have you personally in your life changed the dial and become unworthy? You know what? You believe you're unworthy. You believe you're unworthy because you have been told and conditioned that if your actions are not great, then you are not great. Therefore, you are unworthy. And I want us to really investigate, look into that belief because it's not true. How can it possibly be true? Does a baby ever ever grow out of being worthy? If we're inherently born worthy, can you change that? Some people might say that they can, but you know what? If you're born with a heart, (laughs) which if you're here listening to this, you do have one. You can't change that. Even if you get a new heart, you still always have a heart. You are always a person with a heart. You are born that way. It is an inscrutable fact that you cannot take away. If you stop having a heart, well, then you stop being a human that exists on this planet. There are things about us that are inherent. If you are a person with a heart, you're a person with a heart. You can't change that. It's the same as your worth. You can't grow out of having a heart. Maybe it breaks or stops working and you get a new one and eventually all of our hearts will stop. It's part and parcel. But your worthiness is something that you were born with. You can't unravel that. You can't change that. It doesn't go away. You don't shape shift your worthiness. Whether or not I'm an arsehole, whether or not my diabetes control is well, whether or not I'm doing the right things by my body or this baby or the people in my life, I can't change my worth. It's inherent. I am worthy no matter what. You are worthy no matter what. You cannot and will not ever change that fact. And I've reminded myself many times of this today. (laughs) Sitting there facing the barrel of the doctor. And all of my old parts of me yelling and screaming, I'm not worthy. The doctor doesn't like me. I want to impress the doctor. I want to get it right. Of course I want to get it right. I care about the child that's growing with inside of me. I care about the consequences of that. It's okay for me to want to change my behavior. It's okay for me to want to get a better result. It's also 
really important that I remember, that we remember, that you remember, that the result is not indicative of whether or not I'm worthy. It's just not. I'm worthy no matter what. And it's not a free pass. Doesn't mean I get to be an arsehole. Well, I mean, I suppose it does. <laughs> I get to be an arsehole if I want to be an arsehole. I'm still worthy, though. You know what? I choose not to be. I want to be someone who's loving and kind and generous and compassionate. Doesn't that start with us? Think about it for a second. If you are generous and kind and loving and you're an amazing friend and a beautiful family member, are you those things for you or just for other people? Because if you're just those things for other people, then you're not those things. (laughs) You need to put you first. You need to fill your own cup. And so for me, in order to have the tenacity, in order to have the determination, in order to have the drive to get the kind of results or get close to the kind of results to which a said doctor would like me to have, <laughs> then I'm going to have to have a strong foundation of self-worth. Because if I beat myself up every single time I don't get that result, if I berate myself and put myself down, I'm just making myself miserable. And I'm far less likely to be able to get a good result. No one ever hated themselves healthy. Particularly as we're coming into the new year and people are going to be talking about losing weight and all that jazz. You're welcome. You're welcome to change the way in which you see yourself. You're welcome to change your your diet, your attitude, your behavior, everything. Do not think that it's going to change your worth. You are already worthy. We must remember that first. And then all our decisions come from a place of love and self-worth and self-esteem rather than from a place of lack. And wishing and hoping and wanting. Build the foundation. That's my biggest gift for you for the end of it's a full moon tonight. The last one of 2020. I feel like there's some significance there. Maybe just tonight spend some time thinking about how worthy you actually are. And how did you discover the belief that you were unworthy? Unravel it. Decide that it's no longer for you. Maybe it's something that you don't want to take into 2021. I highly recommend it. Peace and love and flowers (laughs) and all that kind of jazz. Love you. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Again, if you like this episode, please share the love with someone that you love. Maybe it's this episode in and of itself. Maybe you follow me on social media. Or maybe you just live and breathe this message. Because that's the most important thing. Be kind to yourself. Honour yourself. And I wish you so much self-love. Love, Luna.